Hello, I'm Dr. Nikki, and welcome to my podcast, Quantum Activations, where we explore the science and the mysteries of the greater reality. We will also be connecting in with some amazing evolution revolutionaries along the way. I look forward to you joining me. Um, so this is episode three. So today um, I'm going to talk about mindfulness. So we're slowly moving through the basic tenets of holistic health, um, being body, mind and spirit. So yesterday we talked a lot about the body and how we can support um, the body's innate healing, so its own capacity to heal no matter what is happening um, to us. And today we're moving into the mind, so mindfulness. So what do we mean by mindfulness? So, you know, mindfulness, I'm sure everyone's probably heard of that by now as well, it's gaining huge popularity and it's for very good reason. It is the antidote to stress. It's the antidote to our modern world. It really changes your life if, um, you know, you can just start to bring in a few of these basic principles which I want to share with you, um, share with you today. So, you know, I often talk to people about, um, you know, mindfulness meditation and, you know, one of the things that I often hear back from people is that they say their mind's over busy, um, so they can't meditate, it's too hard. And, you know, um, you know, meditation does not mean stopping the mind. It means, particularly mindfulness, it means being aware of the mind. So simply being aware in each moment what your mind is telling you is going on. Because, um, you know, basically it's not situations in our life that causes our emotions, it's our mind, the way we think about things and our perceptions that create how we feel um, at, any, at any given time, including um, things like stress. Um, so it's about becoming the observer. So noticing when you're being triggered and stepping back from that and taking a moment to breathe. And I'll come on to that. We'll get, we'll get to that shortly, the breath. It's magic. <laughs> um, you know, in Buddhism, they say that the three causes of human suffering, uh, one of them is aversion. So focusing on um, everything that we don't like all the time, just having our mind, we don't like this, we don't like that, we don't like that, causes our suffering. Um, desire is another one. Um, and that's always about everything that we want that we don't have. And, you know, they talk about the um, desire being the never-ending um, the never-ending path because once we get something we want, we've still got that desire for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So it's almost like the thirst that's never quenched um, around desire. And then the third one, <laughs> funnily enough, they're called delusion, which is a lot of the things that our mind, the stories we create, you know, the what if this scenarios, what if this, um, what if this, um, I wonder what, you know, they thought about this and that and that. And, you know, these sorts of questions we can never really know um, the answer to. And so they group it very nicely into delusion because, again, it's, it's just the games that our mind plays. And, you know, these are the three, in the Buddhism tradition, these are the three causes of suffering. And, you know, when you think about it like that, it's so true. And so this capacity to be able to become mindful is just being aware of where your mind's at is such a powerful tool to change your life, to change the way you feel um, and then change the environment around you changes as a result of 
what you're putting in and putting out to the world as well. We'll talk more about that tomorrow when we talk about um, when we talk about energies. Um, so you know, it's this constant overthinking that we see in this modern day and age that is causing stress, and it physiologically, so the body actually becomes stressed when we stimulate that adrenal gland and we get into that fight or flight response. And so whilst, you know, the fight or flight response is a really beneficial response for the body if we are in fact in danger. And so we have this capacity if, you know, we're getting chased by, you know, chased by an axe murderer or something like that, when we are actually in danger, it's really beneficial for us to be able to get up and go the hell out of there, to be in that mind of um, survival, you know, always thinking, where are they now? You know, being in that paranoid type of um, survival mode, which if we were in survival mode really comes in handy. But the problem is in this day and age is that a lot of us have got so many things going on. We're never in the present moment. And so our minds are constantly overactive that we put ourselves into this survival mode when we're in that type of mind frame for, for long periods of time, we literally, we start to become anxious. We start to become delusional, paranoid, because that's a natural process of the body when we're drawing on this fight or flight response. And so our nervous system, it, it works in a very fine balance. So say this is our nervous system. So if we're in fight or flight um, response, we're not in rest and digest. And it works like a seesaw. You can't be in both at the same time. So it's either one or the other. So we're either in that fight or flight response or in rest and digest. And we actually interestingly need to be in this parasympathetic nervous system, which is the opposite of fight or flight to be able to digest properly as well, which is why we're seeing so many digestive problems um, out at the moment too because when the when we're in that danger mode and we've got to run and get away from the danger the energy comes out of um, our digestive system into the extremities so we can actually get away from the danger so while we're in that danger zone there's no energy in our digestive system to be able to um, digest properly and then you start getting all the downstream effects um, from there so the good news is there is a really easy way physiologically to change that nervous system response and that's by the diaphragm. So our diaphragm sits at the bottom of the lungs. So by the simple task, or sometimes it's not so simple, if we're in that stress response, we're very constricted and you might notice as well there's a lot of shallow breathing. This is because we're constricted and the breath can only be shallow and that's the sign of panic and things like that. And so when we actually pause for a moment, if you notice that you're being triggered or you're feeling stressed or anxious, you just pause for a moment, connect in with your breath and then draw that breath as far down into the bottom part of the lungs um, as you can. So when we're drawing it, that doesn't mean out to the sides of the lungs and the top, so just take a moment now and just see how easy it is. Um, if, you if you're not used to doing it, it can be a, a little bit, uh, it can take a little bit of getting used to, but once you can find where that bottom part of your lungs is, your diaphragm will draw downwards 
And that effect of that diaphragm drawing downwards actually stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system. So it directly counteracts our stress response. So if you just, if you know you're being triggered, you just pause for a moment, stop and try and draw that breath really deep so that diaphragm's drawing downwards. And doing that for a few rounds will completely bring that bring that nervous system back into balance. And at the end of this, at the end of this talk, um, I'm going to take you through a three-minute breathing space. It's it's a, um, a very short practice that we can do anywhere, and I teach it to you know almost all my clients, particularly you know, almost everyone stressed these days. Um, I'll leave that for the end. So if you're time poor, you can you, can, you don't have. To do it. If you're time poor, you probably should do it because, um, yeah, there's a good chance that you're overwhelmed and you've got a lot of stress going on. So what else I wanted to talk about? Mindfulness practice. Um, so step one is simply being aware of the mind. So it sounds simple, um, but at first it's not going to be. If you're not used to being in the moment, like where you are right now, it will at first be difficult to notice what your mind's doing because we can get into such patterns of being way in advance, like what are we going to do tomorrow, later, the next day, the next day, or we're still stuck in, you know, the discussion we had the day before or a few days before that or earlier that day, wondering how that went. And, you know, a lot of the time we're not living in the present moment. So, you know, you might have heard of that where people talk about, you know, the art of presence, being in that present moment. And it's being in that present moment that actually gives us that opportunity to pause, come back to the breath and evaluate um, what's actually going on rather than jumping into that immediate reaction. So we have this reactive behaviour when we're not present. Um, we react um, when we put ourselves in a position of something that, you know, might have happened years ago, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But this is the type of thing that happens when we're not living in the present moment. We're reactionary. And then, you know, how often have you, like, reacted to something and then gone, <clears throat> you know, afterwards, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. So, you know, the capacity to start to learn to be able to be aware of the mind is such a powerful practice not only to help to take you out of that stress mode, but also to be able to cope with life um, in a balanced way and then being able to find peace as well. So staying in that peace by, you know, not being taken away by your emotions, just stopping, pausing, coming back to that breath and then reassessing what's actually going on. And you'll find too that, that if you do this three-minute breathing practice when you are being triggered, by the time you come out of that practice, you won't even know why you were stressing in the first place a lot of the time because you've changed that nervous system, you're out of that reaction and you've gone to a place where you can actually have a proper evaluation um, of the situation. So that's step one, mindfulness. Um, step two is when once we're you know quite used to the mind and observing the mind, that's where we can move into the deeper practices of self-evaluation. So um, you know self-reflection, reflecting on our own um, on our own patterns of behaviour, and you know how why this becomes um, important more longer term is because these are the underlying reasons of why we react. What are our underlying belief patterns? 
or what are these barriers that you know that we've created from past experience or you know um, other thought processes that actually prevent us from being peaceful having a peaceful mind and you know from that peaceful space we can much better um, relate to ourselves relate to people around us and relate to life in general um, and so, you know, there's so much research starting to come out about mindfulness practice as well. And because it is that powerful to be able to help us have, you know, have a much better life um, too. Um, pillars of mindfulness, I just, I'll just to keep it short, um, I'll just bring, I'll just share a couple of my favourite pillars. So these are self-reflective practices. The one of them is um, sense of humour. So, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. Um, particularly not your thoughts sometimes you know sometimes like I've been doing this for a long time and sometimes I have to like catch myself and I go oh my god who wants that <laughs> throw that one out but you know things just being aware and then stepping back and laughing but you know if I wasn't aware of it in that time that thought would start going and then I'd start going rah, 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 rah. and then 20 minutes later I'm feeling sick I'm feeling terrible I'm hating on you know everyone or hating on myself and, you know, it's not constructive. This is moving into that delusion that they talk about as well um, in, in the Buddhism practice. Um, and so having that sense of humour um, is, is, is a really powerful one. It's one of my favourite um, pillars of mindfulness. Um, and, you know, that other saying, they say, try not to take life personally. You know, because, you know, sometimes if people are angry around us, it doesn't mean they're angry at us. You know, there's most of the time there's something going on with them in their own minds and in their own lives, and it doesn't have anything to do with us um, at all. So, you know, try not to take life personally um, as well is a really good one. Um, another one, um, acceptance and um, non-judgment. So, again, it's, it's being aware of um, when we're being judgmental because when we're putting our own judgments about how we think things should be, um, you know, our aversions or, you know, the desires of things we don't have, that causes our misery as well. So being aware of where we're being judgmental and moving into acceptance. So accepting things for the way they are. You know, that doesn't mean that we're condoning other people's behaviour. We're simply allowing them to live their own life. I mean, we can't change them anyway. So why bring the suffering onto ourselves when we, we're thinking we don't approve of, you know, other people's behaviour. So, so just allowing them to be the way they are. And the biggest one that, it, that I see with a lot of my clients is self-acceptance as well. Like nobody's perfect. You know, we all mess up. That's, that's the journey of life. So just accepting yourself for, you know, whatever you're doing. You're doing your best most of the time. So, you know, just allowing yourself um, to be and, and, you know, accept what's happening too is, is a really powerful practice to help with that piece. And lucky last, my favourite, um, is beginner's mind. Um, so beginner's mind, it, it simply means just that. It's like approaching situations as you're walking through life as a new situation. You know, try not to bring in the past um, because then that can hold us in those past patterns as well. You know, so if we think, um, oh, that's going to happen to us again because it's happened in the past, um, we, we start to create that as well and hold ourselves in those same patterns. So we're going to talk more about that tomorrow when um, we talk about the different, um, the different laws of energy and, and how that works too. Um, all right, so does anyone have any questions?
Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That learner's seat, it's so valuable just coming back to that, you know, allowing yourself to have be in that beginner's big in that beginner's mind. Um, on Monday, next Monday night, um, I've set aside an hour for a talk. So um, please feel free to join me. If you've got any questions about anything, any any um, any diseases or anything that I can help you with, I can share all of my you know decades of, of knowledge. I'm, I'm more than happy to help out. So do join me um, on Monday night if you can make that as well and, and bring all your questions. Um, it's always fun to learn off, you know, to learn off others and then, you know, we can learn off, off different questions and things that people are wondering about as well. All right, so to finish off, the three-minute breathing space. So if you've got another three minutes. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is we're going to use our fingers and we're just going to simply breathe um, with each of these fingers. But the key is to be able to stay, um, to stay attached to the breath during that time and breathing deep into the belly to really take us out of our head by staying attached to the breath, keep us in the practice. So stopping the mind from running away by move, keeping your awareness on the movements that will go through. And then that deep breath, drawing that diaphragm down to help reduce, um, to reduce that stress response. So if you're safe to do so, please don't do it if you're driving your car. <laughs> um, closing down your eyes and just starting to bring your awareness onto your breath and starting to lengthen out that breath as well. So we want to try and draw that breath all the way to the very bottom of the lungs and gently breathing out as well. Now we're going to start by connecting your thumb and your pointer finger together, your index finger, and taking a really nice long deep breath all the way into the belly and then breathing all the way back out again. And then we're going to move the thumb along to that second finger and repeating that process. So a nice long deep breath and a slow, steady out breath. And then we're gonna move along to the next finger and doing that same thing again, breathing all the way in and gently breathing out. And then onto the small finger and repeating that process all the way to the bottom of the lungs and gently breathing out. And then we're gonna move on to the second hand, the thumb and the small finger, breathing all the way in. And gently breathing out. And then moving on to the next finger along on that second hand and repeating that process. And just really feeling as well into how that breath's feeling, feeling that space and expansion. And then moving along to the next finger and doing that same thing again. So feeling that expansion on the in-breath and that letting go and release with each out-breath. And then moving on to the index finger on that second hand, breathing in and out. And then we're gonna do the same thing going back 
in the opposite direction. Remember, there's no rush. Takes less than three minutes, so you're not running late. Breathing in and breathing out. And then moving to the next finger. Keeping it moving along. And then back to your first hand and going back along. Again, really feeling that space, that expansion with each in-breath. And then that release and letting go with each out-breath. And then when you get all the way back to where you started, just pausing for another moment and just checking in with how you're feeling. And you're welcome to stay there a little bit longer, as long as you like. Enjoy that relaxation. Um, and if you're ready, you can open back up your eyes. I hope you found that useful. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about me, you can visit my website or you can follow me on the socials. All of the details are on the links below and reach out at any time if I can support you along your journey. Take care.